Horoscope writers, or astrologers, are those who interpret the relative positions of celestial bodies at the time of a person's birth to infer character and personality traits or to foretell the path of a person's life. Astrology as a practice in pseudoscience can be traced back to the third millennium BCE, used to predict weather patterns for agricultural purposes, eventually expanding to include forecasts of war and other large events, and eventually evolving into what it is today. My name's Anthony Padilla, and today I'm going to be sitting down with horoscope writers to learn the truth about this immensely popular yet largely elusive career. Are these horoscope writers truly able to read the stars in order to guide individuals to understanding themselves more deeply? Or are they simply making arbitrary analyses based off common personality traits to give a false sense of comprehension of the incomprehensible? Hello, Aliza. Hello, how's it going? Gary. Hi. Lisa Stardust. Hi, how are you? What do you consider yourself, a horoscope writer, uh, simply an astrologer? I'm a healer, and I'm just the guide to assist along the way. An astrologer, author, you could say horoscope writer. An astrologer, a horoscope writer, a tarot reader, a tarot writer, a magic practitioner, a magic writer, a jack of all trades. When you start talking about magic, you've piqued my interest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what does being a horoscope writer entail? Using the stars, I help invite the 12 different zodiac signs to understand what could be happening in any duration of time. Do you feel like astrology was invented or simply discovered? Astrology is totally a human-made construct. I think that we have mirrored our complex lives onto the stars mm -hmm. and have created a really beautiful symbiotic relationship with the universe and with ourselves. I believe this is something that's always existed. I think that it was more about humans and their understanding of what was already going on around them. Like the universe has its own thing going on, whether or not we are conscious of that going on. Do you feel like the celestial bodies are actually having an impact on us and changing our behaviors as individuals? Or do you more so feel like it's just the kind of ebb and flow of the seasons and we are able to then interpret those and place that on the celestial bodies so that we can interpret them later? Like which one came first? The celestial bodies <laughs> affecting us or mm -hmm. us interpreting that and applying it to those celestial bodies? I think it was the celestial bodies always influenced us. When we're born, you know, you have uh, placements, you have this sun sign, you have this moon sign. There's all these things that are already kind of like existing as mm -hmm. you are coming into, the, in the, into this like physical realm. What information does a person's horoscope present you with? I'm not looking to try to make a prediction for somebody. Mm -hmm. I'm looking to try to open somebody's ability to become self-aware and to have a more embodied relationship with moving through that duration of time, whether mm. it be a day, a week, a month, et cetera. You're hoping to give people a little bit of context, a little bit of a, a shift in perception to understand themselves and the way that they go through life? Yes. I don't resonate with like the foreseeing the future. The type of work that I do is really just like, this is going on around you. You know what I'm saying? This is the energy that's happening for you in this season. You you more so feel like you can help provide guidance in people's lives rather than mm -hmm. here's something that you're about to come up against in the future or here's some kind of prophecy I have about you or your life. But because we're talking about it, 
it gives you a little bit more practice, a little bit more preparation. So that mm-hmm. way, when you do come across this, you'll be like, oh shit, Gary mm-hmm. did tell me this, and this right. is exactly what I'm about to do, so I'm gonna win. Which publications do you write for? I'm just kinda like a free, I'm a free agent. Cosmopolitan right now. I started writing for Allure, Sanctuary. I am the resident astrologer at Oprah Magazine, Vogue, Teen Vogue, Cosmopolitan, Refinery29. What's your process for writing horoscopes? So at the end of 2020, I went into the ephemeris, which is a huge chart that has the location of every single celestial body in the sky a year at a glance. So it is a really robust numerical data set. I will interpret those mythological symbolisms to make sense for somebody in their life and hopefully the way they'll like the way that I interpret the stars Mm. and it'll be resonant for them too. So you are interpreting these things. It's not like this Mm -hmm. is the way it's written, this is the way that was taught to me and this has existed for thousands of years. You actually have to interpret it based on the climate of society at that time? Yes. What is it about astrology that personally draws you to believe its components? I don't know if I would say that I believe in its components. Astrology is complex Mm -hmm. and it allows us to sort of throw all of our cards out on the table and talk about complex things Mm -hmm. that might not otherwise be available in a conversation. The language and the symbolism and the history, there are these sort of unexplainable synchronicities Mm -hmm. and those are magic. You know, those are really, to me, that is the spark that just keeps me wondering and keeps me interested. Do you ever work with astronomers or scientists to validate or assist in your work? Absolutely not, because I was never the (laughs) science girl. I respect what astronomers do, but I'm like, I have no idea what's going on here, but thank you so much. (laughs) They don't want to work with astrologers. (laughs) Do you want to work with them? I would probably annoy them more than anything Uh, because The work that I do is not, I mean, there's math, sure, and there's science, sure, but it's not mathematical and it's not scientific. You can't apply the scientific method Mm. onto astrology Mm. and prove its legitimacy. Do you find that people in your life are constantly asking you to read their horoscopes or tell them something about themselves? Yes. (laughs) How does that go? One of the challenges that I have faced is the fact that I, did not plan to become an astrologer. That was, I did not know that that was an available career path. But now that it's been so many years and I have such a busy schedule and so many clients, I wouldn't say I'm as inspired to (laughs) want to give advice. That's your birthday gift. There you go. Once a year, you'll give it (laughs) For real. Baby, baby. Can you pull a card? Can you tell me what's going on? Can you tell me what's happening like in the ethers or like, what is this moon sign in today? And that's like what I've kind of like become for my friends is mm. like their their little guru. And I love it because I'm I'm always gonna be a teacher. Are you able to kind of pick up on what sign someone is just by meeting them immediately? Every sign has different characteristics of them physically. Sometimes you can tell an Aries is an Aries because they have a more pointed features. Wh- what? You know, I thought that was genetics. Like, Am I wrong? Leos have a big mane of hair. You know a Leo <laughs> if you see one. They literally look like lions. Pisces have dreamy eyes, you know? <laughs> oh, you know I'm just waiting for you to get to Virgo. Are you purposely avoiding Virgo? Virgo is short for virgin. Virgos like to be put together nicely. They have a lot of patience. 
They always have their hair put together perfectly. <laughs> yes, I'm talking to you. They have like this very like effortless kind of style to them. It's yes. not effortless behind the scenes. Have you ever been afraid of something that you saw or you know predicted with your readings? I have a terrifying birth chart. An astrologer would be like, oh no, like, <laughs> girl, <laughs> you're in danger. <laughs> Wait, why? I have an eighth house stellium. I have a 12th house stellium. I have a Pisces moon. My south node is conjunct my sun. A recipe for disaster. I had to then learn for myself how to take something that scared me and to make it as something that I had agency over, that I had free will, that I had choice, and that I could use um, to improve my life. You were able to take those challenges that you saw that you would have to overcome and you were able to find comfort in knowing that that's, that's the baseline. You're gonna have to deal with that. And you know, it's, yes, it's up exactly. to you to interpret that and make the best of it. Which is why I really don't use um, the good or bad moral binary mm. when I look at anything. So you're not gonna be reading someone's chart and be like, oh no, you're not gonna like this. If I'm drunk and I wanna before we continue learning about the world of horoscope writers, I want to thank all of you so much for continuing to keep the comments on these videos so empathetic and respectful as I cover topics that are deeply personal to so many people. The guests in this series would not feel comfortable being a part of this if it was really any other audience. You guys are just absolutely incredible and so supportive, so thank you. Now back to the world of horoscope writers. Demonstration time. I would love for you to uh, read my birth chart for me. Tell me a little, little something. Okay, something. cool. So as you can see, it's not complex at all. It's very basic and easy to understand. So this is a snapshot of the sky at the exact moment that you were born. Little uh, fetus Anthony comes straight out of the womb, looks up, looks all around, can see through the earth. This is what's around me. You would be located at the position of what, if this was a clock, mm -hmm. of what is nine. That is your rising sign. So that is sort of like your position. That's that's you in the hospital being like, where am I? What am I doing here? Right, wipe the afterbirth off my eyes. You arrive, you're two degrees Sagittarius, you're looking up towards the west being like, oh wow, beautiful sky. Mm -hmm. And because you were born, uh, around noon, mm -hmm. the sun was at the top of the sky when you were born. Mm -hmm. So if you look at your birth chart, you're gonna see a circle with a little dot in it. That's your Virgo sun. It's important to know that as a Sagittarius rising, your perspective on seeing the world is going to be one fueled by learning, mm -hmm. adventure, curiosity. You're really philosophically driven as a Sagittarius rising. And mm -hmm. your sun is in Virgo and your sun is radiating, I wanna ask questions, I want to communicate, communicate, I want to learn, I want to know, I want to get information. By having the series, you know, this is a really beautiful manifestation of, of your birth chart because your birth chart is so, it's very academic in a lot of ways. But because your sun is at the very top of your chart, which is in astrology, this would be called your midheaven, which is like your legacy, your reputation, how people see you. It's also important that you're doing that in a Virgo way, which is by getting into the minutia of things. Doing this series and being able to talk with people, communicate with people, understand them better, break down some of the misconceptions has been like a huge release for me. And I mean, I don't know if it's related yes. to this, but it definitely feels like that is what is giving me peace of mind at this point in my life for sure. The fact that you have created a framework for these kind of conversations 
is a beautiful manifestation of your chart. Mm -hmm. And this is really in line with what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be visible. You need to be sort of like in the spotlight, mm -hmm. but you also need to be in the spotlight asking really hard questions. So you're telling me I was destined to be famous. I am, yeah. <laughs> Do you find that people are typically skeptical of what you do? For sure. I definitely think that a lot of people especially think about it as like demonic work or like working with the devil or they just don't believe in these yeah. things happening outside of us. And it's like, okay, I totally get that. It's like, no, this actually does affect you in a very different way. Have you ever felt compelled to prove people that you're not some kind of a sham? I have no interest in trying to convince somebody astrology works. If the language of astrology resonates with you, if it improves your life, if it is meaningful, if it offers self-awareness, compassion, kindness, love, then use it. If mm -hmm. it doesn't, don't, you know, it's right. fine, no big deal. I know that for me it helped, for all of the people I've worked with over the years, it's helped, mm -hmm. but it, may, it doesn't necessarily mean it works for everybody. Why do you think so many more people are using astrology in their daily lives? I mean, there was a recent study that estimates that 23% of Americans uh, look at their horoscopes each and every day. A lot of people have had a lot of time to be sitting in the house and like had to figure out what to reprogram their time with, what to mm -hmm. reprogram their mornings with because they don't have a commute. So it's like, oh, people are waking up and wanting to learn about what's going on in the stars, wanting to figure out how to like, you know, prepare for their day. But historically, when things are crazy on Earth, humans look up to the stars. As long as humans have been around, humans have been looking up the stars and trying to make some sense of why things are the way that they are here on the ground. I think that it's part of why astrology is so beautiful, is that it is instinctual in a way to wonder, to look up and to ask questions. And there's something really romantic and poetic and literary about it to me that kind of connects humans through thousands of years. KG wants to know how you react to people using their horoscopes as some kind of an excuse for their behavior. Like saying something like, oh, I'm a Gemini, that's just the way I am. You know, to some extent it's true. There are good and bad parts of every person's personality and every zodiac sign. So, you know, sometimes you'll meet a Gemini who's really sneaky. Sometimes you'll meet a Gemini that's just really talkative, but you know, really chill. So yeah. it just depends on what part they're tapping into. I have no tolerance for people using any aspect of astrology to justify being a shithead. <laughs> like if you have something in your chart, you have it for a reason and you have it to work on it. And what do you think the biggest misconception is about horoscope writers? That we just make stuff up because we really don't. We like really like yeah. go through like all the transits and like we really just like go through how they're gonna affect each sign. Like there's, you know, there's a way that we write them. That it resembles religion in a way. You know, there's no like right and wrong. There's no commandments. There's no code. Mm -hmm. It's really just a visual language that's really beautiful and intricate and ornate. Why some horoscopes might resonate with others is not because of any reason other than the fact that that astrologer speaks the language of the stars in a way that is resonant for the reader. It's basically like looking at everything and using history to make educated guesses. So you are guessing, you're not saying this 
will will happen. happen. This is an omen. Yeah. This is a prediction. It's like it could work. It may right. not. May not work for yeah. you for this week. Maybe like three weeks from now. It really yeah. just like depends based on each of our own lived experiences. I feel like you're not claiming that you're some sort of fortune teller or messiah that understands the world in a way that people otherwise can't comprehend. Hell no, I'm a regular ass black boy, gay back black boy from Georgia. Like that's all I got, like, okay? Like. If there's anyone in the comments right now getting ready to type that astrology, horoscope writers are all a sham. Is there anything that you want to say to them? <laughs> that's all I got. And you just got met with love. How do you okay. feel? I hope they feel the love because that's all I was sending, okay? It sounds like it really helps people feel heard or understood in a way that yes. other, other things can't necessarily give them. It's a wonderful thing to be able to um, reflect on, to use to prompt like a deeper understanding of of time and space of where you are in, in your life. All right, you got five seconds to shout out or promote anything you want directly in the camera, go. Get the vaccine, and then after you get the vaccine, please pre-order my book. Check out my horoscopes on Instagram at Lisa Stardust Astro. You can find me at Gangsta Gurry, Gangsta with an A, because I don't do that ER mess over here. Instagram, Twitter, you can find me on Patreon as well. Subscribe to Anthony Padilla because he is a Virgo king obviously a Sagittarius rising, and he has a sweet Cancer moon in the eighth house. So this is really important for him. You're right, this is very <laughs> important for me. Thank you so much, Gary. I feel like I understand the world of horoscope writers just a little bit more. Aw, uh, Anthony, thank you so much. After spending the day with these horoscope writers, I've come to understand why this practice has been so comforting for so many people in their daily lives. In such a stressful and often incomprehensible world, who are we to blame those who feel peace of mind when presented with a concrete sense of of order amongst the chaos that is human existence. I'm a Scorpio, so I was always like, oh my God, like people always love to talk negatively about Scorpios. You are fiery, yeah, you are okay, steamy. Like you're, and like you're sexy and you're always trying to, I'm like, no girl, like that's not me. If you are only you calling yourself not I'm sexy? Here. I mean, I'm sexy, but I'm not always, I'm not always wrapped up on sex. That is what I will say. Like, you're sexy, girl, like, but yes, not like, necessarily sexual. If you hit the right button, like on the right day of the week, like during the right season, then maybe you can get a little something and something will like, you know, out, but like, Otherwise, like, not so much. <laughs>